So, all right, cool. Well, we're recording now, so I guess this is time to shine or whatever you want to say. I have no idea. Thank you for, first of all, putting up with our bullshit and being late and all that. But thank you for taking the time to do this. I, I do appreciate you. it. We appreciate it for sure. Um, Steven, tell us a little about what's going on. I know I asked you beforehand, the Darling Fire. <coughs> Tell everyone who's listening exactly what's going on and what you guys do, and, and we'll see what happens. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, my name is Stephen Plysath. I am the drummer for The Darling Fire. Uh, we're a band that's been around roughly since 2018. Uh, we just put out a second record uh, a few months back called Distortions that's on Iodine Records. Mm-hmm. The makeup of our band, we're kind of, three of us are historically from bands that you may know based yeah. on the subject that we're attached to mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in a Further Seems Forever. And then Jolie and Geronimo were previously in uh, The Rocking Horse Winter. Uh, Geronimo also in As Friends Russ. I think he toured with Poison the Well for a period of time. So we're kind of known for our other projects and obviously we're trying to get this band on the map, basically. Uh, Our first record dark celebration back in, uh, I think it was 2019 pre pandemic. Obviously the pandemic kind of, you know, put everything on hold as far as music went. Yeah. We've been, uh, again, we worked hard on this album. I'm very proud of it. Uh, I definitely feel it's an album that, uh, needs to be noticed and acknowledged and hopefully we can, uh, get to a place where we can regularly support it uh, going forward over this next year. Cool, man. Well, I, myself, and I can speak for Greg too. We're, we don't, we don't hold back shit on this podcast. And sometimes maybe I say things I shouldn't, but, and I'm not, and I'm not saying this because you're on the show. I didn't give it a thorough listen. I will tell you that, but what I did hear and I heard a couple songs and I skimmed through a few others. It's pretty solid shit, man. I was very, very impressed, and that's kind of part of, like, so we got approached and was like, hey, do you, would you guys want to have the band on the show? And I'm like, yeah, you know what, let me give it a shot. Let me talk to my co-host. And that's exactly why we said yes, is because it's like, you know what, this is actually cool. I I dig it. I dug all those other bands that you just mentioned before. Um, and actually, my co-host, Greg, over here, um, you know, you said you booked as friends, Russ, I believe very long ago. Yeah. It yeah. Was, you know, at, at a bar in the South side, I remember um, if, it, if I didn't end up booking them, I, you know, one of the bands that I was in at that time, definitely we opened that show, you know, to help bring further scenes forever. We played at Sin 13 with, was it Shahalud, right? Another band? No, I, yes, that was, well, yeah, I was, I was in, in the things I read. Band. You yeah. were in that band? Yeah, I'm an original member of Shilu, the original okay. drummer. Yeah, man. Kind of the original that... drummer. There was actually a guy before me, but on recording, pretty much the original drummer. Yeah, yeah. So that's all the stuff that really piqued our interest because it's like, I was like, I've heard of these bands. I've always listened to them. Greg was like, dude, we I played with them and booked some of those bands. And so we listened to it. Anyways, long story short, to cut out all the bullshit, not to jerk your chain because you're on our show. Good <laughs> shit. I'm actually very excited to go back and listen to some more of this because it was very, very, very cool. Cool. Please do. No, I will. I will. Real quick, what's the name of the club in San Antonio that's based on Stanley Kubrick? 
Stanley Kubrick. It's not open anymore. It was the Krova. I used to work there. Krova. Yeah. That was a really cool club. Further seems forever. We played there not too long ago. It was probably like four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember all the, uh, the, the, the homage to Stanley Kubrick there. Very cool place. Oh, it sucks to hear that it closed. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of that, most of that stuff, if I'm not mistaken, was painted from a local painter here in town named Soup, and he did all those like the the Clockwork Orange murals and stuff. I used to bar back there for a while, a long time ago. Um, I don't even know how long it's been closed now. Not, not too too long. If I mean, probably around the time you're talking yeah. about was towards the end of its lifespan. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that was a really cool place, man. A lot of cool. Really, yeah, that was, that was a cool gig. Yeah, definitely, man. So you guys put out your first record before the pandemic, and then the pandemic happened. What the fuck is that about? How is that? Like, we've talked to other bands, and we're in bands, and it's like we know the effect of what the pandemic did to music, obviously, or just life in general, not even just music, but we keep it music, I guess. Um, But what about a... I want to. I don't want to say a new band because I mean, well, it is a new band, but you guys kind of have a bit of a, a a past in history with some of the stuff you've already mentioned, and we're not here to talk about all that. But how the fuck did the pandemic fuck up a new band like that? Like, give me some insight on that. That sucks, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Or did you benefit from? Yeah. That? Or 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 yeah. Uh, the benefit would probably be the writing that yeah, wound up being the new album, Distortions. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of time to write, a lot of time to kind of, you know, uh, or give time to that process. The, the negatives are obvious. We couldn't play shows. Yeah. We couldn't really, you know, kind of uh, continue to support the first album. Was that, uh, by- was that one on Iodine as well? No, that's on Spartan. Okay. Uh, Park Celebration. We actually retracked that with Jay Robbins in uh, the Baltimore area. Okay. Uh, who's you know kind of a mentor of ours musically, uh, yeah. and you know he did a great job with that one. We really love what Jay Moss did with Distortions, which is the guy that did the newest record mm-hmm. up in uh, the Boston, Massachusetts area. But yeah, I mean, personally, I think all of us in the band got COVID at some point. Me, yeah. it was much later. It was actually earlier this year. But as a matter of fact, um, even when music started coming back we were uh, scheduled to play furnace fest and we did play furnace fest this past year mm-hmm. uh in September. but the year before that we were scheduled to play furnace fest but three of our members got covid and we had to cancel we had to cancel everything that we had planned even kind of shortly after you know post-pandemic where things stuff started yeah. and it was still affecting us in like we had the the festival in Gainesville, Florida, Furnace Fest, uh, a couple shows, the club shows that were booked that canceled either because the venue was closed at that point mm-hmm. or because uh, somebody in the band had COVID. Right. Uh, it's, you know, just periodically. And then for me, even on a personal level, I'm probably in the two worst industries for a pandemic. <laughs> Not that you ever think the pandemic's going to happen. Construction right. and... <laughs> What's that? Well, what industries are you in? So besides music, I do transportation. I have my oh, own private man. and nobody's traveling for like eight months. I'm in Florida. So I mean Florida was a little more open than other states, but even still, people aren't traveling. Yeah. So it took a hit on my business surviving, 
being a small business and then obviously not being able to perform musically. So, I mean, unless you're in the IT field, yeah, you're probably hurting if you're in any service related industry during the pandemic. That's absolutely. True, no, absolutely. I, I changed career paths because of that. Honestly, I was in yep. kitchens for years and managed restaurants and stuff. And same thing that came to a screeching halt. And it was like, okay, I need to reevaluate things because much like everyone else, life didn't come to a school. Well, it kind of came to a screeching halt, but the real part of life as far as bills and shit still kept happening. You yep. know what I mean? Like that didn't end. So no, yep. no, definitely. Um, so we kind of, normally I like to start off in a certain way and we kind of didn't, but that's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it back for a second. You mentioned you're a drummer. I know you mentioned some of your previous bands kind of briefly or whatnot. What led up to you picking up these drumsticks? And how old were you? Yeah. Yeah. Give us kind of some of that path and and that, that history. Uh, I don't even really all the way remember because I was probably like four years old. Oh, and yeah. my parents had actually reminded me, they both rest in peace passed away now, but they reminded me at one point, like apparently, because uh, my dad was a singer and my mom played piano some, but apparently when I was four, that area of my early life, uh, we had all gone to a friend's house of theirs and there's a drum set set up. And according to what they told me, I don't really remember this right. very vague, but apparently I just naturally got up and started playing. Like I had been playing, like wow. keeping a beat thing. And then everybody looked shocked. And they said, okay, we know what he's going to do kind of thing. And that was told to me or reminded to me by my parents. Like I said, uh, my memory, I, I know some people can remember stuff that far back. It's hard for me to remember stuff at like four years old, but apparently according to my parents, that was the inception of, my interest in drums and then from there it kind of blossomed along the years i would say when i really started first taking it seriously i was probably like 14 or 15 years old and i remember moving to this area i think it was in tampa florida where i lived in this community and there there was this kind of like industrial warehouse kind of district or that was near where i lived and i would have I would always walk by it. And I remember there was always a warehouse like at night where I heard a band playing, mm. uh, like that was their practice space. And I remember kind of stumbling onto that. And I do remember that definitively. It was a band. I mean, they were probably like a classic rock cover or tribute band, right. but I don't know, just watching them perform and watching the energy, you know, it kind of rekindled my spark of, Hey, you know, I, I know I can, I know I'm capable of doing this and, looks like they're having a lot of fun and yeah what the hell let me uh let me try to get more involved with music again and uh that kind of led to you know being in my first real band i would say probably dating myself here (laughs) but um and what's funny is the bassist in the current band the darling fire Mm -hmm. his name greg he was in we go back like 25 30 years of friendship and he was actually in the first real band I was in, original band. Yeah. Which was called Friend or Foe, which later became a band called Pull, P-U-L-L. Okay. And uh, you know, I was kind of like, I remember just like back in the day, you had like local zines and you'd kind of have like your musician want ads where it's yeah. like, you know, looking for a drummer, band sounds like, and the list of 
names that they had as influences were were all bands that I was either starting to get into or that I kind of stumbled onto on my own, you know, just getting into different kinds of music. I was kind of a chameleon. I wasn't really listening to one specific genre. I was always kind of like listening to a lot of different stuff, even when I was younger. And some of the influences that were listed, I was like, get out of here. This is like right up my alley. And so I answered the ad, did an audition. Uh, they loved they loved me at the audition. And then we were a three-piece to start. And that kind of started from that point, uh, kind of continuously collaborating with people, you know, from that point onward until probably, you know, around, I'd say, uh, 95 1995 is when uh i already knew these guys just friendship wise but that's when i was asked to join uh the hardcore band strong arm oh, oh yeah. Yeah. From back in the day. and so uh i was living in tampa at the time and then i moved to south florida to join strong arm who had just got signed to tooth and nail records they already wow. well they didn't just get signed they already had an album uh called atonement and then um the drummer wanted up becoming the singer and then they wanted up recruiting me for the, to be the drummer second <coughs> record that was called the advent of a miracle, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, a lot of people that were in the hardcore genre was definitely an album that, that was very respected regardless yeah. of that strong arm was considered a Christian band or not, which I thought was cool that people could just appreciate it. The music for what it was, regardless of the, you know, the, how you want to take the lyrical content, but right. So anyway, it kind of went from there. I mean, I think the the hardcore scene back then definitely embraced it because of the feel of how heavy the music was and and the aggression was still there, but the words were more you know powerful in a different way for for them. Um, just right. like like catacombs here, man. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. brought some heavy bands. And yeah, we had a little, literally around the corner from almost like my backyard. Um, we had a little venue here and. It's called Catacombs, and it was it was a Christian um, metal venue. I, oh it wow! Might, it might have even been a church on like normal operating yeah. hours. I'm not too sure, but yeah, they had. Uh, I'm probably you guys played there. I imagine. Uh, I know Zayo had played there because I tried to go see him, but couldn't figure out. I how like to the get name. There. It's a cool. Yeah, name. yeah. No, it was a cool little venue, man. It was it was a really it was a really neat venue. Um. Cool, man. So were those other bands you're in kind of in that realm of like the heavier music? Is that something you've always been into or or was that kind of your first step into it? Well, the band before the band I was in before Strong Arm was a little more experimental. Uh-huh. Uh, there were definitely heavy elements, but it was more towards like, you know, elements of industrial rock and and uh, like kind of a post-punk. Right. And, uh, you know, stuff like uh like that previous band, like like I said, some of those influences that they listed at the time were like Killing Joke, which is one of my all-time favorite bands uh, from England. And they've influenced so many different genres of music over the years. And they're mm-hmm. still around today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of stuff like that. The, the Jesus Lizard, another awesome kind of band from that era mm-hmm. uh, where it was just a great musicianship. And then obviously, in the case of the Jesus Lizard, acquired vocals, of course. But um, so yeah, it was more towards that kind of stuff. And okay. strong arm, more of like a definitive kind of hardcore scene. Although strong arm had a lot of elements elements of melody and and uh, 
definitely uh, Josh Colbert, who was also the guitarist for Further Seems Forever. Um, you know, his writing skills are just incredible. So I think that's part of what the way that me and him wrote uh, or approached songs was definitely different than the norm of a lot of some of the other hardcore bands, the way they were sounding at that point in time. But, and then also, you know, Shilude, I was in Strongarm and Shilude at the same time. Okay. Uh, pretty much. They were both bands based in South Florida. Shilude was in need of a drummer, so I was kind of doing double time. Shilude probably toured more than Strongarm did. Mm-hmm. But probably touring-wise, I was probably overall with them more, even though I did do a couple summer, summer tours with Strongarm. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Zayo, Zayo being one of them at the time. Um. But yeah, so yeah, it was a transition a little bit from what I was doing previous to Strongarm and Shiloh, which are more widely known as, you know, straight up hardcore or right. maybe metallic hardcore. It, there's so many different names for all that stuff now. It's hard to keep up with. I, yeah, I, I hate labels in general. I do. But I understand it's necessary sometimes to you know, to give a broad example, but yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but it's, it gets frustrating, honestly, for me. I don't know. I mean, when, when we're speaking of like the heavier scene and genre to me, it's, it's either heavy or it's not. And I mean, you have, you kind of have to have your subcategories, but I, I define it more as like decades and eras like that like not necessarily just like oh they're thrash metal it's like no they're like the 80s style or they're more modern but they're it's it's heavy or it's not like any and i tell this guy all the time because like we're in a band and it's like we're not like heavy like crazy but like like i tell him all the time pink floyd was heavy you know what i mean like there's there's different ways of describing it it, it's maybe heavy in like a mood but it's it's a fucking heavy ass mood if you think about it you know what i mean like I don't know. It's just my way of thinking stuff, I guess. I love Pink Floyd. Oh, for sure. Me and him just saw Roger Waters not too long ago, and it was yeah. amazing. Thank you for taking me, by the way. He, it was great. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite covers is the Pink Floyd song by a very unique band by the name of Voivod from Canada. Yeah, yeah. And they covered Astronomy Domini. So I might, I might be wrong about this, but didn't Newstead play in Voivod for a little bit? I don't think he was ever an actual recording member, but it's quite possible maybe he filled in for him on a tour. And, you know, Jason Newstead was in, a, I think, Flotsam and Jetsam. Yeah, yeah. I, I, man, I, I might be getting the name wrong, but I feel like there was somebody that was that I know of that, that was in Voivod. I know the band. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm Like I said, I go off on weird shit. I, I don't They're know Canadian band? Yeah. A couple of members passed, or like the main guitarist, they called him Piggy. He passed away, unfortunately. Uh, they're still going. They're still going strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're one of my all-time favorite. Well, they have an album called Nothing Face. That's one of my all-time favorite albums of any music genre. I wouldn't even classify it as metal per se, but definitely an album worth checking out. I mean, again, could be a situation where if you didn't grow up on it, maybe it doesn't have the same effect. But just from a musician standpoint, the musicality is just on another planet. It's so ahead of any time. That album, Voivod. Uh, I will check that out because, and this is very likely, I never knew this, this might be where they got their name, but I love the band Nothing Face. Yeah, yeah, I know about the name, name of the band Nothing Face. I'm curious about that myself. I don't know if that was 
a coincidence or if that was i have i have no idea but i i love that band and i mean well tom maxwell i think went to hell yeah and speaking of people who passed away their singer passed away unfortunately quite some time ago too so yeah Uh, a lot of us that have came and gone and it's it's shitty even like personally a lot of my friends are and I'm, I'm young, man. I'm only 36, but I got a lot of friends that like, damn, man, I, I think of, I, I'm bringing this up, I guess. I don't know why, but I was cleaning out my phone the other day and I went, I, I was I was just going through old contacts and I was like, man, I don't even talk to any of these people. I'm gonna start cleaning them out. And as I'm doing that, I realized a lot of those people were no longer with us anymore. And I was like, fuck, I felt bad for kind of deleting their number, but how little do I know? I don't even know if that was even a working number for them at the time, but yeah, like it just puts things into perspective so much, man. The older you get, you start thinking about little shit like that. I don't know. Some people die. Due to recording difficulties to our stupidity, here is a word from our sponsor. Hey, dude. Hey, Greg. 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 <gasps> what, dude? What the hell, man? You can't hear me calling your name? No, man. I got the heavies on. Oh, you got the heavies on? I heard about those things, man. Those those new headphones engineered for metalheads with two frequency ranges and four drivers lets you hear metal the way it's meant to be heard. Oh, dude, can you imagine the nasty breakdowns on those things? Go to heavies.com and get you a pair and make sure and tell them the dude sent you. And now, back to the show. I had that feature too, actually. It's funny you would say that with going through the phone and being like, oh my God, you know, he's passed away. I had a really bad episode of that probably around 2015, I want to say, 2015, where just people were dropping like flies just around my personal life. And it was just one of those, wow, this is really getting like overwhelmingly ridiculous or just creepy. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it sucks when. So I've come to find out when stuff like that starts to happen as you as we're all getting older. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little scary, man. It definitely puts things into perspective. And then, you know, again, I could speak for Greg on this too, but you throw in the mix of being a parent, and it's like it really kind of changes like how well you want to take care of yourself, and like, you know. I, I'm not gonna sit here and say I lived a crazy life and never thought that I would live to be. 22 years old or anything stupid like that but now that i have someone to take care of it's like i want to live to be fucking 70 years old and and up and be there and and experience a full life because i got someone else to take care of now too so it just i don't know it's crazy yeah man i can't agree i couldn't agree more make the most of what you do know which is this life because i don't know what's after it so exactly i want to hang on here as, as long as possible exactly no i i fully agree man and that gives a, I mean artists a drive you know to create or um i tell my daughter i'm like it songs come out like an emotion i don't know when they're gonna come but then they come out and then but i have to be ready to to record it real quick <laughs> you know she's like i was like i don't know how to tell you how to write a song but it'll come out she's like okay dad <laughs> it's fun. I, I can't I can't wait to hear her song when she does it. Right. <laughs> it's all heavy. It's cool. Well, I guess kind of back to 
trying to get on track i don't know so you guys got the the new album out um been hitting the road yeah we've been able to play some stuff um we did um furnace fest this year back right? in september how was, was that right around man? came out how was that it was great furnace fest is kind of like because it's so many bands and people and even the organizers I've known for years and years dating back to my active days in the early, you know, strong arm and further years. And uh, it's kind of like a big family reunion uh, in, in, in my case. Yeah. But um, it was, it was phenomenal. So the last two years have both been great. I'm hope I'm, I'm able to be asked to be a part of it again with, with one or both of these bands uh, this coming year. But um, they're announcing a few bands already. Yeah. I think. I think just today yeah. I read something that a few bands got announced. Um, that'd be hopefully. Yeah, it's man, funny. One great. of the four bands that was announced, I just stumbled across when I was driving the other day on a Sirius XM. They sounded really cool. They were kind of like throwback, kind of cave-in sounding. Ooh. They were they were called foreign hands. Okay. Foreign hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the first four mentioned for Furnace Fest, and it's just happenstance. I ran across a song from them on the radio, like I said the other day, and they sounded great. I'm very curious to uh, to hear more of them. You say old Caven, obviously. I'm I'm assuming like pre Jupiter Caven. Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely that feature where it's you know heavy and dissonant, but then it has the kind of between screaming and singing and some melody to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. That man. era. So what else is in store for 23 for the Darling Fire? Well, getting back to, so we did, we did Furnace Fest and you would ask that, that actually, that was a great time. It was very uh, important for us to do something like that, to get some eyes on us that maybe didn't know us otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, our short history. We did the, we did Fest uh, in Gainesville, Florida, which was like, I think it was the 20 year anniversary of, of that festival. And uh, that was fun. We act, that was actually on a iodine record showcase stage, okay. where just some of our table mates and we all like took a big picture together. It like that was kind of organized, and so that was a fun time. And then we just got through doing um, three dates with uh, friends of ours in the band Zombie Apocalypse, which is actually uh, Matt Fox from Shyalude, a couple okay. members from Shyalude. It's their other band. And we played uh, Brooklyn, Philly, and Baltimore. And uh, those shows went good, too. They were very cool. It was, it was good to kind of play a different area than Florida or the Southeast mm-hmm. and kind of start with the resources we have, broadening our horizons to, to play some other areas. Got to catch up with some old friends I hadn't seen in a while. And so that was the most recent thing we did. That was three shows. So a couple festivals, a little mini run. And now it's, we're more or less like, you know, focusing on kind of, you know, being more uh, uh, active on our socials, which is mm-hmm. just a necessary thing to do these days. Yep. Uh, and then obviously our plan is to tour and to continue to support this album. But again, we're kind of in the midst of trying to get, you know, trying to get a team together of people that can assist us with those kind of endeavors yeah. besides ourselves booking things, obviously. We're looking to get a booking agent. We we do have like kind of an old friend I connected with that's kind of wanting to help us out and kind of a pseudo management type role. 
mm-hmm. to kind of help us get off the ground a little bit more with this new album. And then the label that we're on has been uh, Casey uh, is the guy who heads up Iodine Records. He's been really instrumental in helping us out and kind of getting us out there on with all the resources that he has. So he's been awesome. It's been great to be on on Iodine. And uh, yeah, we're we're all in a position where we're ready to do it. We really do actually want to tour and support this album. Uh, so that's definitely our intention. Uh, we did a show with Nathan Gray too. I forgot to, to mention that uh, apart from uh, Gainesville okay. Fest. Who, uh, he was the singer for uh, Boy Sets Fire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His group is Nathan Gray and the Iron Roses. So give a shout out to them. They were really cool uh, to do a show with. <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely our intention is to uh, to get this into a, a full-time situation you know if at all possible hit it hard yeah you know we're not really at the point where okay let's start writing the next album like we really are proud of the work that was put into this album on all fronts yeah Yeah. we don't want it to slip away we know time is of the essence in an album cycle and we want to try to do everything we can to usher this album out for more people to uh to know that it's there absolutely man absolutely well, um, normally, uh, we usually wrap it up with a pretty silly kind of fun question. I think I, I like it anyways. I don't know. So, <laughs> uh, you are for whatever reason down and out and you are robbing a bank and now you are driving away from robbing said bank. What is playing on the radio in your getaway car, sir? Let me see. What is in my getaway car? It's going to be. Um, good question. We'll we'll say a war ensemble from Slayer. Nice. I love that because I fucking love Slayer. <laughs> um, good, good answer. Good Gotta be answer. something fast and aggressive to keep the keep the energy. <laughs> keep the uh, adrenaline pumping i i i i agree i totally agree i forgot who it was that said it but somebody was like man you're already pumping with adrenaline you need something to slow you down a little bit so maybe <laughs> we'll do this and uh, i kind of agreed with that but my go-to is always something pumping to keep you going because you, you, you gotta steer clear of the area first exactly you're not you're not out of the fucking thick of shit yet just because you're in your car <laughs> that's where the real fun happens like fuck <laughs> No, I I love it. I love Slayer. I love that answer. As a matter of fact, we're we confirmed sort of we're we're still confirming um not necessarily Slayer, but sort of uh Janariah, which I don't want to refer to him as Tom Mariah's brother because he is definitely his own thing and has been doing this shit for years and years and years, <clears throat> and that's his life. But that's gonna be a real fun one. He's actually lives in the area where we live, so that's gonna be cool, man. I, I'm gonna enjoy that one. And he has a band? No, no, he. he or are you just going to be interviewed? Yeah, well, well, he he does like um. If I'm not, I'm going to find out exactly what he does. But he does like um. I think he's a bass tech for Danzig. I'm pretty sure. He does something on the road with Danzig, but he's dude. He's done tours with absolutely everybody. I'm really curious to see like some of the things that he's done and. What really goes into like 
being more of a stagehand and and like that that's what i want to know about is really what's going to happen yeah yeah what really comes in with being part of the stagehand and behind the scenes because me as a fan only know what you see and me as a band um only knows what you play but it's on a very very small scale because it's not very big at all so i'm curious to know more of that behind the scenes fun stuff the ins and outs of stuff i don't know gotcha well brother well more interesting stories from a historical standpoint (laughs) well i mean i don't know we 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 were talking with roy from uh downset and that dude had some cool stories man he you know they've been around forever and talking about being on the far beyond driven tour with pantera and it was fucking cool man some cool stories so i'm excited yeah yep oh wow they they just put out something on Nuclear Blast, I believe. Uh, I believe it was in twenty one. Twenty one, yeah. Okay, cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. No, they're 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 still pumping, man. Doing it good. Well, man, I want to really, really, really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know um, shit's pretty hectic. Like I told you earlier, today has been a very hectic day for me personally. So, thank you for taking the time. Uh, I was mentioning to whoever set this up with us. Um, that um when you guys do hit the road and and get close to san antonio we'd love to have you here at the studio and do something in person and you know meet the band hang out and give you guys a place to wash your butts or something if you need to or eat some food and fill your bellies whatever man that'd be great man thanks for the offer i hope your day gets better and uh, definitely thank you me i appreciate it no i will man again uh before we go tell everybody where they could find you guys um and anything else you want to tell anybody gotcha uh the darling fire the album is called distortions on iodine records our instagram is at the darling fire official and uh on twitter it's it's weird i think it's like at the fire underscore darling uh, because Darling Fire was already taken or something at the time. Mm-hmm. And then same thing on Facebook. I mean, we're on our socials regularly at this point. And uh, yeah, be, uh, definitely check out the album. Uh, the album was kind of like five singles that led up to the album release. Oh, and we have a music video for one of the songs called Rituals. You can check that out on YouTube. A Decibel uh, initially premiered it. And we're really proud of that, too. I think for the budget, which was next to nothing, the video came out amazing. Uh, The actress's name is Autumn Horn. She did an absolutely phenomenal job with the storyline of the video. And, of course, it shows us playing. So definitely check out Rituals on YouTube. And, again, thanks for having me. No, absolutely, man. man. Thank thank you you. so much. Greg, you got anything, brother? No, man, just uh, thank you very much. And, you know, hope to see you in Texas. Yes. We definitely hope to be here. We'll let you guys know if or when we are. I'll keep my eyes peeled and I'll be bugging you when when that time comes. So we'll definitely look forward to it. We'll definitely help promote the shows and yeah, and uh, come and hang out, man. Awesome, will do. Sounds great. Have All a right. good one. Thank you so much, man. Have Thanks, a good man. night. All right, bye bye.